This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Finally. Finally, finally, someone has claimed the $1.337 billion Mega Millions jackpot. I know. We talked about how it was getting late. They had like eight or nine days left before they could get the cash payout. Uh, And they showed up. Hello, we're here. (laughs) So two people who wish to remain anonymous have uh have uh come forward to claim the 1.337 billion dollar lotto ticket good for them man am i happy for them man am i happy for them they are of course opting for the lump sum payment which is the move to take out of this remember this was one in illinois i know it's a mega millions and it's you know multiple states but uh you got to get it out of illinois uh, it was sold in the Chicago suburb. They are opting for the lump sum payment of $780.5 million. So congratulations. Now, there's two people. So, I mean, that's not even $400 million apiece. It's almost not worth taking. I mean, I would. Sure. Am I going to say no? No. I'm not going to say no. But I'm going to be a little upset that it's not at least $400 million. I mean, that is generational changing, man. Holy cow. I mean, there's a ticket still outstanding in Texas that is $19 million. And they're saying that uh, the winning quick pick ticket was purchased at Master Food Mart in Willis, Texas. It's about 45 minutes north of Houston. So I know it's not me. But that ticket is worth $19 million. And no one has come forward uh, to uh, to pick it up. Now, $19 million, that's life-changing. No question. And it really is probably family life-changing, right? $19 million. You, you're, changing, you're changing your life. You're changing your children's lives. So I guess that, too, would be generational changing. Uh, but not as many generations are going to be affected by that as... 400 million <laughs> i mean you have you'd ha- you have to budget with the 19 million you have to you know you gotta all right so this trust fund is so much and this trust fund is so much and that kid no we're cutting that kid short on the trust fund but with you know 400 million or just under 400 million you know i know you know what little billy drives me crazy and i hate the kid but go ahead Go ahead, budgeted him in at a million. Fine. All right, trust fund. He can't touch it until he's 28. And then after that, he gets so much a year. So it just has to refurbish itself in on that. I'm not a finance guy. Believe me. But uh, I would just have it worked out. And that's what these people, that's why it took so long, I'm sure. Uh, You just put that ticket in a safe, man. And you go make sure you got all your ducks in a row. Where did that start? 
That's a good phrase. Ducks in a row. Where did that start? Not that my ADD is kicking in, but I want to know. <laughs> where did we get? Let's get our ducks in a row. <laughs> so congratulations to the billion dollar winners. And uh, if you bought a ticket in Willis, Texas, and you're listening to this program, I know Houston is a big time uh, area for listenerships here on chewing the fat so it could be a listener of chewing the fat so get out there and check your tickets 5 9 18 22 35 48 and they're waiting for you to stop in and pick up 19 million dollars then you know if it's if you are a listener to chewing the fat uh i'll give you the address to mercury studios in care of jeff fisher welcome welcome to chewing the fat okay so i i did a quick uh a quick search on ducks in a row and uh what it meant is farmers would take their ducks and bury them in the ground and then shoot their heads off no that's not what it meant stop it i just i remembered actually when i looked up it's oh yeah that's right so before the advent of uh, automatic resetting machines for bowling uh, they would uh, have these duck pins and they would manually put them back into place uh, between bowling rounds. And they're, therefore having one's ducks in a row is a metaphor for having all the bowling pins organized and properly placed before sending the next ball down the lanes. See, you learn something new every day, if you didn't already know that. Because if you, like me, heard that and went, yeah, Jeff, uh, we know that, okay. Well, then... I'm just, you know, reinforcing your knowledge. You're welcome. I see where nearly 50 people in Minnesota have been charged with laundering uh, and not clothes. (laughs) Uh, They laundered an estimated $250 million in pandemic relief aid. That was intended to provide meals to children from lower income families. So I guess that makes it even worse. The case is the largest fraud scheme to take advantage of the federal pandemic programs. Really? There was fraud on the U.S. uh, over the pandemic relief plans? Huh. Go figure. Prosecutors claim 47 individuals tied to Minnesota-based nonprofit Feeding Our Future falsely reported serving tens of thousands of meals to children across 250 sites and sought reimbursement for the cost of those meals from the Department of Agriculture's Federal Child Nutrition Program. The individuals then allegedly laundered the funds through shell companies to buy luxury cars, property, jewelry, those bastards, and other personal items. <laughs> I wonder what those other personal items could be. They've been charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, money laundering, and bribery. Huh. So strange that they would have some kind of fraud with the old pandemic relief fund. Do you know that to date, more if you're listening live, today is the 21st of September, 2022. To date, More than $8 billion in suspected pandemic fraud has been found. (laughs) Including more than 1,500 criminal cases. It's not funny. I don't know what I'm laughing at. 
It's not funny at all. It's stealing from the from you. They're stealing from you and me. And it's just, I mean, I think how much eight billion they believe, suspect to have been taken uh, fraudulently from the government. I wonder how much that really is, because I feel like, I mean, it's just me, but I feel like the government doesn't get a lot of things right. And so if they're telling you, yeah, well, we suspect uh, possible $8 billion of fraud could be happening, I feel like there's probably a lot more. Now, again, that's just me. And, you know, I, what do I know? Nothing. That's what I know. Nothing. And if you invested in uh, Beyond Meat, eh, I want to think about that investment. Uh, they are the target of a civil class action lawsuit uh, brought about by three customers who say, uh, hey, we were uh, misled about the amount of protein in Beyond products and how it stacks up to real meat. Wait, what? Fake meat isn't like real meat? What? I won't hear of it. According to the suit filed in U.S. District Court of Southern Iowa, all three plaintiffs purchased Beyond Meat products, paying a premium for protein contents that they allege weren't there. Beyond Meat is accused of using labeling and marketing claims that are not supported by the product's actual protein content in as much as a 33% underfill. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a lot. So they were just, you know, not correct. They weren't lying. They just, you know, they weren't right. And now when we, you know what, when we have it in the shop, it's 100%. And by the time it gets to you, you know, it drops down, I don't know, 33% or so. (laughs) Uh, So really, it's 100%. You're just not getting that 100% is all. So they believe that, uh, yeah, these claims uh, have misled consumers to believe that their products provide similar benefits to traditional meat-based proteins. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, the uh, see how much are they doing? Uh, Impossible Foods Beyond Meat, founded in 2009, uses peas as its protein source and exceeded $400 million in net revenue during 2020, continuing to gain market share. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beyond beef, plant-based, ground. <laughs> the Beyond Meat, I'm sorry, the Beyond Beef, plant-based, ground, 16-ounce patties. The labels include a 20 gram per serving and 40% uh, DV for protein. Plaintiffs allege that they actually contain only 19 grams per serving uh, by nitrogen testing and 7% of the daily value of protein. All right. Uh, there you go. So good luck to Beyond Meat for pulling that out. They've got some cash, so they'll just settle it and be done. You know what? Shh. Shh. Here's 20 million. Shh. Here's 20 million. Okay. And if I'm suing Beyond Meat, these people are probably, uh, you know, real ideologues, so they're not going to want to be quiet. And take the settlement. But if it's me, uh, Jeff, weren't you suing beyond me? Yeah. What happened with it? Nothing. Nothing. It's all done. It's over. Is that a, is that a new Rolls Royce? It is. It is. That's amazing. I just got it. Uh, so what happened in that lawsuit? I don't know. That's over. Wow. Is that not a new house you're living in? Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So what happened to the lawsuit? Shh. All right, let's go to the break room. I get something to drink. Okay. Shh. All right, I got an email at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can email me anytime. Uh, I do read them all. Even if you don't get a response, I read them all. So, you know, back off me. But I got an email the other day that talked about a restaurant in Washington. And he sent a picture of uh, from the, uh, the Crow's Nest restaurant uh, in Montesano, Washington. And it said, uh, it's a small family joint. It's been here forever. And something drastic has changed. And he sent me a picture of a Hunt's ketchup packet. Yep, they've dumped the best ketchup. No explanation. I love them. Uh, every day he does so, I let it go, and I'll bring in some of from the center console of the Jeep stash. Maybe you should give them a call, being the Heinz sheriff and all. Well, I do have my Heinz sheriff badge, my Heinz uh, police officer badge, on me at all times and uh you i have this is it you can hear it and uh i think we should give them a call because it's unacceptable we should find out what happened maybe their deal you know maybe heinz is behind schedule or something and they needed hunts to fill i know it's still unacceptable but maybe that's the problem so let's call the old crow's nest in washington and find out just what's happening All right, Crow's Nest, let's go. Let's find out what the deal is. <laughs> Crow's Nest. Oh, it's early, too. They're probably busy making breakfast. Busy. They don't want to hear from me. <laughs> Might not even be open yet. Who knows? Oh, I'm going to be ticked if they're not open yet. Man. What the heck? Answer the phone. I'll leave a message. Don't make me leave a message as a police officer. It's never good when you get a message from a police officer. There we go. Oh, nobody's there. Gosh darn it. All right. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. All right. They're not going to answer. Never mind. It's over. Thanks for calling. Crow's Nest, you're on my list. I'm coming back. So long, I mean, Crow's Nest. <laughs> we talked about crows yesterday, and I st- after I got uh, after I got off yesterday, I see uh, another story from DFW uh, Dallas Reunion Tower to dim lights for you guessed it, bird migration. It's part of Lights Out Nights. Oh, so special! Now, uh, as part of the Lights Out Texas initiative. It's led by former First Lady Laura Bush, and I'm sure she's. Uh, it's an, this is an important topic for her. Uh, has issued a proclamation declaring that period as Lights Out Nights in Dallas. <laughs> they had meetings. They had meetings sitting around. You know what we should do? What are we going to call it when we shut the lights off to save the birds? Uh, what about Lights Out Nights? 
Oh, that sounds good. Let's just call it that. What do you think, Mr. Mayor? What do you think, former first lady? Do you think that is fine? Ugh. It's just that would be an agonizing meeting to be in. So uh, Union Tower will join other buildings in dimming its lights to 50% through October 10th, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Beginning uh, next week. And uh, it's going to protect the birds migrating south through north texas isn't that special now remember last year last year we talked about how they uh, fort worth this is in dallas now fort worth joined the mission so i'm sure that fort worth is going to join the mission again because they wanted to uh, dim the skyline of fort worth as well because it's a nationwide initiative now laura bush isn't the only one that's doing it it's a nationwide initiative and uh because apparently birds are dumb now some people think they're not real some people want to use them for crime that we talked about yesterday uh some people name their restaurants after them but birds apparently are dumb and so when they're flying and there's a giant building and they go hey uh that's a is that is that a building or is that just daylight building and they're dead i mean we've all had birds fly at the wind <laughs> we've all had the you know the birds, the short bus birds fly into windows of our houses. We've all had that. That's a thinking man's joke right there. When you get it, you're going to laugh and be mad at me for using it. But it was pretty funny. Just letting you know. So according to this story last year, an estimated 365 million to 1 billion birds die each year from unnatural causes. Okay, so that's, I mean, so I mean... 10 could fly into a building and that's part of the billion i guess so building collisions in the u.s is the greatest bird killer in the united states wow 60 to 100 million free-range cats that kill up to 4 billion birds a year i say we get rid of cats (laughs) australia is thought to have up to six million feral cats in New York. Oh, that's right. In New York City alone, they talk about hundreds of thousands of birds flying into buildings in New York all the time. Now, and how people were walking all over. That's right, because I remember talking. I worked in New York, Manhattan. I came into that city every day for I don't know how long. It felt like forever. And uh, I do not recall, and it could have been just me. I'll give you that. But I don't recall stepping over any dead birds on the sidewalk. I'm sorry. Maybe they were catching on the on the windowsills. Maybe they were falling in the roads and then going down the sewers. Maybe they would drop and the rats would run off with them after they were dead on the sidewalk. But I wasn't stepping over dead birds on the sidewalk. I, I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Those numbers. I, I don't believe it. We'll just leave it there. So it looks like workers across the U.S. are starting to head back to the office. Uh, Ten major metro areas uh, say that average office use between the 8th of September and the 14th of September was back up to 47.5% what it was in early 2020. 
So, I mean, it's almost 50%. I, I mean, I guess that's good. Um, who wants to go back to the office? I mean, just stay in your pajamas. Work from home. I mean, yeah, you know what? I'll... Uh, I'll zoom you at uh, you know sometime this afternoon. We can we can talk about what we want to name our bird initiative in downtown Dallas. Okay, but right now I can't come in. I'm uh, whew, I'm a little bit busy. According to this, uh, people are still they come in during the midweek and uh, they go home. They don't want to be there on the weekends. Uh, that's what's. I mean, there you go. They're just shortening their actual in office work week. Right? You come in on maybe monday but tuesday wednesday thursday you come in and then friday saturday sunday monday you're home that's not a bad schedule but i mean the problem is is that even on it's tough to find um that work-life balance there's no clocking out it's just it's turned into 24 7 right that's just what it is it's 24 7 we can contact you you're gonna have to make a big deal about uh i'm shutting off my phone uh this is a phone off weekend talk to somebody else because you can't find me but that's difficult for people to do as well and they talked about how business travel is coming back uh so i guess it's gonna be busier at the airports now um i know you know the pandemic uh crushed that's where the airport made i mean the airlines made their money uh was the business travel because they were charging the businesses up the anal cavity for prices for their tickets and the business guys were you know they weren't they weren't flying coach okay uh, if they were flying coach they were pissed yeah i'm working for a new company now they're making me fly coach they're pissed all right and they're flying, you know, in the middle of the plane, so they get the leg room. <laughs> yeah, I got the leg room. That's fine. Uh, do you uh, do you agree that if something happens, you're going to open the door and save other people first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to happen, but yeah, I agree to it. <laughs> if something happens, I'm opening that door and I'm out of here. All right, Millie over there can freaking wait <laughs> to save herself. But if it gets me okay to sit in this seat, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm here for you no problem <laughs> but I see the uh, I want to see what the TSA numbers are these days it's been a long time since I looked at the turnstile of the TSAs so according to this yesterday today is 9-21-2022 as I said so yesterday 9-20-2022 uh, they had 1,892,000 635 through the turnstile so i mean uh doing pretty good i mean in 2019 they had two million and i mean in 2020 it was just a little over five hundred thousand. yeah i mean now we were in heat and heat of the battle now and then in 2021 it was a million three so they're almost back to pre-pandemic levels zip it airlines okay how about you drop your price? Well, they got then we're back to pre-pandemic levels, but there's a lot less flights uh, than they had uh, pre-pandemic. Tell you that, and there's a lot less pilots, and uh, so flights are being delayed all over the country, or pilots are falling asleep. Uh, thanks for flying Northwest. <laughs> Captain, 
Uh, Northwest, thank you for flying. We're, we're fine. My co-pilot's got this, so don't you don't you worry about me. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and turn this mic off now and catch a, catch a couple of winks. How about that? It's just a joke. I know you pilots work really hard, and it's really tiring, and it's agonizing, and you have the quick turnarounds, and I know it's just a very difficult job. I got it. We did get some sad news, though. And I want you to, you know, grab a tissue uh, off to the side here. I'm going to grab a tissue for myself because I don't know that I'm going to be able to say it out loud. The longest running Broadway show, uh, Phantom of the Opera, is going to end. I know. Dry your eyes. Uh, It's going to end next year. It's not going to be. It's going to close after a 35-year run you're not going to be able to see phantom of the opera on broadway anymore (sighs) for those of you that don't know it's based on the 1910 french novel of the same name and it is now the longest running show on broadway and it will still be the longest running show on broadway even when they stop running the stupid thing okay (laughs) i mean is there going to be another show run for 35 years? Maybe, I guess. Maybe Hamilton. Hamilton will put them in the running, I guess. Hell, I mean, Hamilton's only run a few years now, right? And uh, so I don't know that's going to make the 35-year run. But congratulations to uh, Phantom of the Opera for lasting 35 years. And it's sad. It's a sad, sad time when they close down and when they aren't able to do it anymore. I know. I know. Did you see Lady Gaga breaking down, crying after her show, the Chromatica Ball Tour, was had to stop because in Miami it was storming and there was actual lightning, so she couldn't do the whole show, so they had to pull the plug. And she went on Instagram on this two-minute, I'm so sorry, and uh, I know you're worried about my health and healthiness and... Chromatica's ball still goes on and everything is wonderful and she looked fine. I mean, she looks like Gaga. Looks like, you know. And don't look at me like that. Like you don't think she's fine. I like Lady Gaga. And she was awesome in, uh, what you call it? In, uh, in Gucci. Awesome in Gucci. But, uh, which I, I mean, I love the Gucci story. I, I haven't watched it a second time yet, but the story is awesome. But I just want to say that Gaga, um, it's okay, baby. All right, it's okay. You, you toured around and you did everything, and it's okay. Everything will be okay. I know you didn't want to stop the show, and, but people's safety is more important than anything. And I just wanted to. I want to just want you to know that I love you and thank you so much. And uh, there's every, everything I wanted to do. It's just I didn't want to stop the show. And ugh, stop it. And I love Gaga. I I just I can't take it. Why? Why do you feel that way? I know you're emotional. That's what makes you a star. And she said, I you know you always want to perceive me as this badass bitch. And you know that's not a quote. She called herself something else bitch wasn't badass bitch it was rock ass bitch something it doesn't matter she wants to be this badass person and that's the way she wanted to be perceived but not anymore because she's full of love and it's a concert and you got canceled here you go here's an idea for you lady gaga 
make sure the venues are indoors. They they build venues where people go in and they see shows up on stage and it's covered with a roof. And so when it's storming outside, you can still do your show. It's an amazing thing. If you haven't seen that, I mean, I, I know it's probably a, a new world kind of thing for you, but they do have those venues. So you're welcome. I know they're expensive. Okay. I know you, I, you've got the money. You've got the money. Think of the money you would have paid for to save your stupid dogs and to save your stupid dog walker and all of that. Think of the money you spent on him. Think of the money you spent on him um, for, not, for not saving your dog. <laughs> you spent money on that guy. He didn't even save your dogs. Anyway, the he got shot, Jeff. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying he didn't save the dogs, did he? And uh, you got the money. It's okay. You can invest in venues that have roofs. And that's, and that, you know, look, that's been a big, I'm a big proponent of buildings with roofs i know that's i know call me crazy but i am i think buildings should have roofs on them just should i don't care what you're doing uh football every football stadium in america every every professional football stadium in america should have a roof on it it can be retractable you can open it up when the weather is fine but the weather and i know that's that's new you know nobody wants to think like that anymore it's football and they need to have weather and that's football not today it's new world order Uh, football it's worth too much the games mean too much they should not be affected by weather oh that's what makes everything great jeff when you have to go up to green bay wisconsin in negative 85 degree weather in the winter to play a playoff game and that's the reason those teams lose up there because it's exciting no it's not it's stupid the games mean too much for sub-zero temperatures to affect professional athletes like that it's agonizing sorry sorry about it but that's just the way it is now i know a lot of people disagree with that philosophy but i don't care because they're wrong it's worth too much this is worth too darn much and back to lady gaga uh, there are still plenty of places uh, and some places where they play professional football in that hold, I don't know, 70, 80, 90,000 people. You could perform in those buildings and you, and no problem. I'd be fine. They come in and you could go, oh, hey, thanks for coming. I know you got a little wet coming in because it's raining and storming out there, but thanks. Let's do the, let's do the show and you're good. You can call me with any, any more tips you need, Gaga. You know, speaking of dogs, Paris Hilton. <laughs> no, not Paris Hilton as a dog. Shut up. I'm talking about the Paris Hilton's dog. Uh, it's missing. It's missing. Someone needs to help find Paris Hilton's dog. I know. Diamond baby gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> so her latest chihuahua now she lost a dog i love this story another furry friend she lost another furry friend she had another dog die like seven years ago <laughs> get over it but anyway uh and that was her that was tinkerbell the chihuahua this particular dog is diamond baby and uh it's now missing I know. So she is hiring a dog whisperer. 
a detective, a psychic to find this stupid dog. I mean, her friend, Diamond Baby Chihuahua Dog. Now, apparently the dog may have escaped. We don't know if we have a hostage situation right now. We don't know. It could be a hostage situation. I'm just saying that right now they're saying, look, it could have escaped on its own. They were doing a photo shoot and movers were removing furniture from her Beverly Hills home. I guess she went to you rental house and rented some furniture for the photo shoot. That's what you do. Your Paris Hilton. I don't know. It's called you rental house. And uh, they just bring in the stuff. Uh, my family and friends have been helping me search high and low throughout my entire neighborhood and have gone door to door. Yeah, that's easy to do. Uh, you just walk up to the driveway. And, hello? Yeah, this is Paris. Hello? Uh, yeah, this is me, Paris Hilton. Go away. Have you seen my dog? No. Can you open the gate? No. <laughs> you can see me on the camera. I'm right here. It's Paris. It's me. I live four doors down. Yeah, go away. I'm not opening the gate. Anyway, so you don't know the Chihuahua could be behind a closed gate. You don't know that. <laughs> it's a small black and brown Chihuahua. It's a little shy and will go belly up if you try to carry her. <laughs> so if you're in Hollywood or Beverly Hills around Mulholland Drive and uh, Clarendon Road, uh, which is in Beverly Hills directly, you know that. I mean, if Beverly Hills is right here, then, you know, Mulholland and Clarendon Road is right there. I'm just holding up my hands right there. You know where it's at. Um, Diamond Baby is everything to Paris. Everything to Paris. So, so, man, I feel like I want to call Paris and just talk to her and see if I could, you know, maybe do a psychic reading to find out where, uh, where the Chihuahua is. Get Paris on the phone and you know, I can, I can look, I'll do the first reading for free and uh, try to help her out. And I'll do, you know, I'll do the first, you know, the first five minutes of the reading for free. And then after that, I got to, I got to turn on the clock. I'm not I'm done doing this stuff for free. So if you're out there in California and you think you've seen uh, Diamond Baby, uh, call Paris. So you, I'm serious, you get a good reward, man. And you'd have to prove that if you found it, and you have to prove that you didn't kidnap it, right? Because if you found it and you called and you said, "Yeah, Paris, uh, this is Jeff Fisher. Uh, yeah, I found your, I found your Chihuahua. Uh, I call. I said, "Hey, Diamond Baby," and he went belly up when I picked him up. I thought he was dead, but he just rolled over, went belly up like you said he would in the story. Uh, how much you giving me for this thing? Uh, I'll give a reward for. It. Otherwise, I don't know if I want to bring him to you. I mean, you're going. Oh, that's extortion, then, right? I mean, that's 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 uh. <laughs> That's kidnapping. Yeah, that's that's criminal thought. I'll just give them back to you. Hell, here, let me give you some money. No, no, Paris, no. Don't give me any money for your stupid dog. How about those diamonds? <laughs> oh, no, that's not the dog. I don't want your dog. Plus, who wants a chihuahua? Uh, do they even count as a dog? Do chihuahuas count as a dog? Oh, don't look at me like that. Shut up. I know some of you have your chihuahuas out there damn ankle yipping dogs barking all the time and that chihuahua that lived behind me for years for years that lived behind me that blue that dog was a son of a oh man and he would just look at you he would come under the fence he was hated so much that the other dogs in his own yard would kick him out 
he would bitch at him and then he would come back into my yard and then bitch at me and he would go start another thing that he used to do he'd climb under the fence in my yard cut through my yard go around the corner and just get the whole neighborhood he'd yap at every yard and get every neighbor's dog barking and then come back and sit down in the backyard have a cigarette listen to the whole neighborhood bark and yap and holler at dogs and he's in my backyard going yep i started that chihuahuas man so anyway if you've seen diamond baby in la give paris a call help her out about the story in florida where this guy uh his name is carson seinfeld uh, or senfeld s-e-n-i-f-i-e-l-d uh from buffalo new york shot in florida while he entered a stranger's vehicle by mistake and the shooter has not been arrested uh at the university of tampa sophomore i mean he's from new york but he's going to the university of tampa which is right downtown tampa uh he was not known to the driver all right who shot in the upper body and he eventually died sad um so apparently uh, and the driver is said to be cooperating uh he just got out of an uber this is carson just got out of an uber and then that uber brought him close to home and he then another car this guy pulled up and he thought it was another uber so he got in but it wasn't another uber and the guy shot him and killed him the driver inside the car said he was in fear of his life when he shot and killed the kid and uh he stuck around and said hey i don't know who he was i don't know why he was getting into my car i feared for my life so i shot him really really I mean, I know you have your stand your ground in Florida. I got that, but really, that seems like uh, seems like a little much. Now I know bad things happen. The guy could have had an axe and wielded an axe. You saw the guy in New York, Jeff. I did. I did. Uh, anything bad could happen, but I mean, I could see pulling the gun. I can see pulling the gun. I can see who the hell are you? What are you doing? Hold up. But the shooting of it, the, the putting him down, man, that seems like a bit much. And I don't know exactly all that happened. You know, maybe the kid was drunk and they got back in and started getting belligerent. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like a seems like a strange case for someone to lose their life. And as long as we're in Florida and we're in Tampa, and we might as well talk about Tom Brady. We talked about his house yesterday. Let's talk about his marriage today, shall we? Uh, Giselle, apparently, uh, they are kind of separated, just kind of uh, estranged at this time. Um, She's pissed because he went back to playing football. And I saw where she did an interview, and she said, obviously, uh, you know, asked if if she had uh, disagreements over his decision to return to the field. And she said, obviously, I have my concerns. It's a very violent sport. And I have my children, and I would like him to be more present. Now, I just got to tell you this, that you know that Tom is so sick of hearing, I just want you to be more present. There's not a married man who works in the world 
that hasn't heard that from their wife. I just need you to be more present. I'm going to work every day. I'm home for dinner. That's present damn enough. <laughs> well, Jeff, maybe that's why you've had issues. No, 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 stop. Don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> and she's from Brazil, so she's got a little bit of the South American blood, a little bit of the fire. And so I know that they've fought in the past. Just hang out. Tom's like, I just got to just chill. I'm going to play football. Let her be mad. And then, you know, it'll all work itself out. But I could, I just want him to be more present. Ugh. Okay. So I had a, a friend uh, email chewing the fat uh, at chewing the fat at blaze.com. You can obviously uh, email anytime. And uh, I said, Jeff, I thought you'd find this interview fascinating now it's from 2007 it's a while ago but it is a really good news report it's a good uh reminder that you don't always have to speak into the microphone when given all those guys proud of uh, of the story so he's talking about it although uh, he may not have wanted to do the the interview i feel like at the end you're kind of like dude why why but uh i'll let the i'll give you the full news report and then there's some really good uh some good clips inside from the news report okay so this is the news report from 2007 see this smoker it is making national headlines and the story starts right here in our own backyard kind of unbelievable maiden man was hoping the grill would be the centerpiece of his backyard but as Kristen hampton shows us a surprise inside may have ruined his Kristen appetite out there. for a while. There's never a dull moment around. When it comes to Shannon Wisnett, you might that again. Something weird happens to me all the time. This story, weird indeed. It all started with this innocent old smoker grill. Wisnett bought it at an auction after the owner of one of these storage units didn't pay up on his bill. Wisnett took his treasure home. There you go. Pretty quick thereafter, he called 911. And what's the problem there? I got a human foot. Have a what? A human left foot. What's your name? My name's Shannon Winston. This so <laughs> nasty got me grossed out. Rolex <laughs> couldn't help. Tom's couldn't help. Hebto couldn't help. My stomach was in bad shape yesterday. After I found this, mm-hmm. uh-huh. wrapped up in some screen wire inside the smoker, a foot with a good section of lower leg attached. Ah. I said, "Oh my God, there's a human foot." My mother and her boyfriend said, "Uh-uh." I, I said, said, "Look for yourself. Five, five toes, five, five toenails." A human foot. Hard not to crack a smile now that cops know nothing criminal happened. Indeed, it was just a man who'd had his leg amputated years oh, ago darn and the luck. wanted to keep it. Darn in it. this grill, in, in this, this shed. shed. Wisnet now has sole ownership of the foot smoker, as he calls <laughs> it, and even thought of keeping the bonus inside. All right. I thought about pursuing the foot, just as a conversation piece, religious or not, put it in an airtight box with a glass window on it. For now, I'll no peep shows for the foot. Oh, the cops no. are trying to get it back to its owner, and Wisnet's trying to turn his foot smoker into a tourist attraction. You can come see it. Bob Cook Road off Business 321, $1 admission. In Maiden, Kristen Hampton, WBTV News 3. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. That's what makes America great right there, is local news reporting. That is awesome. You can come see it. 
Bob Cook Road off Business 321. $1 admission. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I, a couple of my favorite cuts out of that report uh, was uh, how upset his stomach was. Rolaids couldn't help. Tums couldn't help. Pepto couldn't help. My stomach was in bad shape yesterday after I found this. Mm-hmm. And then when he talks about finding a foot, and, and of course, he, I thought, oh, my mom. I said, oh, my God, there's a human foot. My mother and her boyfriend said, uh-uh. I said, look for yourself. Five toes, five toenails. I mean, <laughs> look for yourself. Look for yourself. Five toes, five toenails. That is a foot. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.